0: Hey, what's up everyone? It is C.W. Hall, your host here on what is a special sponsored edition of Medical Association of Georgia's Top Docs Radio Show, an award-winning Top Docs Radio Show, I might say. And today's program, we're going to be talking about the distinctions between industrial hemp CBD, and medical cannabis, and there's some interesting ones there that I'm looking forward to talking about. With more than 8,000 members in every specialty and practice setting, MAG is the leading voice for physicians in Georgia. Make sure you go to MAG.org if you're a physician in Georgia and would like to join Medical Association of Georgia. Today's guest is Dr. John Morgan. He serves on the as a pharmaceutical oversight committee for Georgia Extracts, the board of directors, and Georgia Extracts is a Georgia-based hemp manufacturer Thanks for sitting in with us today. Thank you CW, it's great to be here. As a physician, introduce the listeners today to your background as, a, as an MD and uh, we'll start talking a little bit about how you're applying that background to what you're doing today. Right.
1: Um, I'm a Georgia native and I um, did my medical training at, uh, all my medical training at Emory University so here in Atlanta. That's handy. Yeah, very, very <laughs> nice uh, to come back to Atlanta. Um, my first uh, 10 years of practice I was a hospitalist if your viewers are familiar with that um, it's hospital-based internal medicine and um, taking care of a wide variety of illnesses with acutely ill patients that require hospitalization. Um, I then developed a, an interest in rehabilitative medicine and got the chance to be a medical director for an acute inpatient rehab center that served in Northeast Georgia. Mostly taking care of post-stroke patients and um, patients with neurologic conditions, um, traumatic brain injury, things like that it was at that time that I started uh, becoming interested in neuroprotective strategies. For instance, we use statin medications now for um, patients who have had strokes to try and limit the damage after their stroke. And in doing my research, there was a lot of um, very promising data about cannabinoids and neuroprotection. Mm -hmm. So it's when I first began um, thinking about cbd thc as as potential uh, therapeutic modalities Um, as a doctor i've also come across lots of um, testimonies powerful testimonies about cannabis cbd Um, i know you guys had a show a couple weeks ago i I saw it dr smith i believe his daughter um, suffered from severe seizures and Taking all kind of medicines wasn't um, very effective until she took CBD and really got her quality of life back. So that's kind of my 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 background um, in medicine and how I became interested in CBD. You know, it's funny. Just last or um, yesterday, I was speaking with another um, media personality from Atlanta. I'll keep him confidential, but he has a medical issue that's. Um, pretty severe, um, chronic pain, he was taking thousands of dollars worth of medications a month, started taking CBD and he came off his medicines. So these these testimonies, although not clinical studies right. and that powerful are, you know, they catch your attention. It's very interesting. It's a very exciting time to be learning about these types of medicines. And so I had the opportunity and been very excited to uh, get the opportunity to take part with a company Georgia Extracts, which is a CBD CBD company based in Georgia, and um, had goals and missions that um, I really agreed with, so
0: it's um, something I'm very excited to be involved with. Many of our listeners are physicians. Obviously, being um, the show being sponsored and put out by the Medical Association of Georgia, uh, it's distributed straight to your peers around the state. Talk about your role as a physician and. The, the Pharmaceutical Oversight Committee part of this company? Because I don't know if necessarily a lot of people up to this point may be contemplating cannabis, CBD in a pharmaceutical means. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do know what you're saying. So this is an emerging area, okay? Um, right now, <coughs> CBD um, is not a scheduled drug. It's been taking off the DEA's list. So it's something that... Um, patients can obtain over-the-counter essentially, right? It's also, however, been used in one FDA-approved drug, Epidiolex, okay? Um, So CBD is used in that drug, and typically the FDA, um, once a substance is used as an active pharmaceutical ingredient, is not allowed to be used in other areas okay it's not allowed to be used as a dietary supplement mm. It's not allowed to be put in foods it's it's kind of to protect the drug companies but this is a situation where this organic growth occurred outside of the regulatory environment and the fda is recognized you know, we, we can't just stop this. There's too many people that are really saying that it works, and there's a lot of preclinical studies, animal studies, um, consistent with its efficacy. So um, to get back to your question, uh, um, how do we treat this at Georgia Extracts, and, and how do we um, deal with this as a pharmaceutical um, substance? I think the first thing to recognize is that it's not being treated as a pharmaceutical substance in the beginning. A lot of people are putting products that claim they have CBD in them on the market. And when the FDA tests them or other people test them, they actually do not. Mm. They also have contaminants and you don't really know what you're getting. Okay. So I think it's there's a place and a role in Georgia extracts Um, philosophy here is we really need to self-police and there needs to be at this point until the government actually comes up with more rigorous standards and more regulations which we're in favor of but until that time we need to treat this um, as we're moving uh, like it's a pharmaceutical substance okay so we should have standards where we when we produce CBD that it is treated like an active pharmaceutical ingredient and we have processing standards that uh, reflect that. We need to test for um, potency, for instance, Um, a lot of the, as I mentioned, a lot of the products don't even have CBD in them, that claim to have CBD. Mm -hmm. Pesticides is a big problem, we need to test for that. Uh, Residual solvents, when you pull the chemical out of the plant, you use solvents to do that, we need to make sure those are gone. Um, Heavy metals mycotoxin there's a host of things that need to be tested and at this point the, it's not required I okay? see from a regulatory standpoint so Georgia extracts is really trying to set the standard um, and become the brand that can be trusted for safety and for quality but at the same time try and work with regulators work with um, policymakers to move the entire industry
0: where there is uh, uh, more rigorous standards, CBD. I, I get the sense in in um, the li- limited information that I've begun to learn about this discussion since it's you know growing in its um, pervasiveness around the the media and and just in general conversation. But when you talk about CBD, I, I think most of us don't really contemplate the source of it. And from what I understand if it comes from what's called industrial hemp it's slightly different or at least treated differently right. by regulatory agencies and others as you do with medical cannabis which right. is another source but different
1: right, right? That, that is correct and i hope at some point we will use terminology that reflects the regulatory difference to prevent confusion okay and so um industrial hemp and cannabis or marijuana are essentially the same plant. Okay, Um, if the THC level, and THC is the the psychoactive component of marijuana, is less than 0.3 percent, it's defined, the plant is defined as as, uh, industrial hemp. Okay, and industrial hemp is essentially legal federally. Okay, marijuana is not. And so, You know, I would like to see terminology that reflects that so that when we're talking about it, we understand it. So um, maybe cannabis CBD would mean CBD that has greater than Mm 0.3% THC in it. And hemp CBD means CBD with less than 0.3% or negligible THC uh, as an ingredient. And um, that would reflect the kind of the regulatory... um, framework that's always present when we're talking about these these substances
0: talk about that a little bit too because i think it's useful for your peers to understand i mean maybe they haven't been exposed to cannabis some of them even recreationally right so there's limited understanding of the compounds within the drug itself and how they work on you pharmacologically can you share a little bit about you, yeah. you mentioned the THC is the part that i guess makes you look uh, seem feel it spacey gets and high. gets you yes and then CBD doesn't do that so
1: it's not psychoactive if
0: i prescribe CBD oil for you i'm not prescribing you go get high so talk about the pharmacology behind it
1: yeah so there is a system of receptors that was discovered in the mid 90s so if you went to medical school before that you may have not learned much about it um the endocannabinoid receptor system okay cb1 receptor and cb2 cb1 is in central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system thc works on cb1 okay um cb2 receptors are in the immune system so the receptor system deals with the brain and it deals with the immune system and we're there's just so much more we're, we're going to learn about how the different cannabinoids work with these receptors CBD apparently doesn't have much affinity for either one of those receptors if, if any uh, or the affinity that it does have it seems to be an antagonist it kind of blocks them hmm. um, what we do know about CBD is that it is a serotonin agonist so um, you've heard of serotonin reuptake inhibitors and important for depression anxiety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um aggression so uh, cbd seems to work in that way but we really don't know the mechanism of action totally um there are over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant and so over time scientists are going to isolate these we're gonna do studies, we're gonna learn more. So this is a branch of pharmacology, a branch of uh, medicine that is really going to explode and doctors need to keep up with it because their patients are gonna be asking them about it and their patients are actually gonna obtain the material, or the substances. Mm-hmm. Um, regarding the pharmacology just a little bit more, um, CBD is basically a large lipophilic molecule. that dissolves in lipids it crosses the blood-brain barrier, Um, it's metabolized by the liver and then its metabolites are excreted by the kidneys. Um, So we know that much about it but there's so much more with the pharmacokinetics and dynamics that we will, that studies will reveal over time. Um, It's got a great profile as far as it's not addictive it doesn't get you high. Uh, the side effects are very minimal, and it appears to be safe, uh, at least in low levels, low dosages. So um, it's very, very appealing profile when you think that it it, it has so many, at least preliminary, and uh, promising studies out there for many different uh, conditions. You know, we talked about you know seizures. Uh, neuroprotection, so with Parkinson's, um, stroke, um, I believe Dr. Gerard, who was on here a couple weeks ago, talked about a patient he had with Lewy, Lewy Body's dementia that it really helped. Um, inflammation, um, it's an analgesic. Um, but we do not have the large clinical trials to really show. Right. You know, true efficacy in the FDA has only approved it for one indication, and that's for rare
0: seizure disorders. I mean, you know, at some point, case studies begin to add up. Absolutely, you know? I, think that's I, mean, <laughs> I
1: think that's what's driving
0: this: are the yeah.
1: powerful testimonies and the basic science and animal models that are consistent with
0: those with those testimonies. So, if I'm a physician and I have a patient, either I'm thinking about prescribing uh, because I guess we're coming down that road here before too long where a physician might be able to recommend it. Or um, they're reviewing my medication and supplements as as a patient and they come across CBD to to have a better understanding of what we're dealing with, try to ascertain how much THC is in that that particular CBD oil they're using, right? Right. If it's less than three-tenths of a percent, essentially no THC for all practical purposes. Right.
1: And that's you know, if your patient shows up taking that medicine and obtained it on uh, that medicine on their own, that sh- legally that should be what they're taking. It's less than point three percent.
0: Okay. Now, when you look at CBD, look at THC. There's different types of plants that have. X percent of THC some higher some lower are we talking about the same thing as it relates to CBD oil are there different formulas for it
1: absolutely absolutely so you know when you look at CBD products when you go to a store and and see what they have you'll see different uh, names so there's full spectrum CBD oil and essentially what that means is you extract the oil from the plant and it contains all of the ingredients so it will contain CBD all of the cannabinoids that are in the the plant, Um, terpenes, which give hemp the smell, Um, fatty acids, amino acids, vitamins. So that's full spectrum. If you further take the oil and concentrate the CBD more in liquid form, that's a distillate. If you concentrate even more to a crystal form, that's isolate. So those are kind of the three the range of products you'll see uh, one other one you'll see hemp seed oil um, and hemp seed has no CBD hmm. um, you know the plant is what makes the seed the, the seed doesn't have any but unfortunately the, a lot of the people that market the CBD will kind of imply that there's um, uh-huh. CBD and hemp seed oil but there isn't any
0: when it comes to uh, you know now that the medical market is emerging and in Georgia i'm sure there's a number of companies that are that are coming into the marketplace to be ready and to serve it and to serve it to whatever extent they're able to right now today talk about where georgia extracts fits into that against some of these other companies you you mentioned that they're really trying to put a focus into regulatory compliance even ahead of it, uh, you know, talk about how they're approaching it. I
1: mean, I'm, I'm biased, but it's really not a fair fight. Uh, Georgia Extracts is much more sophisticated than um, almost every company that I've seen involved with this. You know, there's a lot of um, mom-and-pop operations, some kind of operating... Um, in the shadows, almost, taking advantage of the regulatory environment to to just make some money and, um, you know, um, not really think about the big picture, which is what Georgia Extracts is doing. You know, um, first of all, we use the name Georgia in in our brand name, okay? Um, Not many people know that hemp was actually one of the largest cash crops in georgia in the early last century it's a great place to grow hemp before it was outlawed um and so we think this is um that this is going to be a big agricultural industry for the state of georgia and this is very important and you know we have all the resources with the university of georgia school of agriculture Agriculture to do research and develop the best strains. And really looking for this to be, you know, much like the Georgia peach or the Georgia um, peanut or Vidalia onions, where Georgia is associated with hemp and with quality. Mm-hmm. And so Georgia Extracts is kind of leading the industry in the state of Georgia in that way. Um, the first thing we're doing, looking at the current market, is... Um, recognizing that there is no there are no standards and the quality is poor and so like i mentioned earlier self-policing self-testing and providing a a you know really a pharmaceutical grade product Uh, for the market currently. And then trying to move the entire industry, working with policymakers, working with legislators to increase the the standards for testing and safety. And then really pushing the envelope with research and partnering with, and I'm proud of what we've done here, um, working with not only uh, scientists in the industry but in academia to improve um, the strains and to work on improved agricultural processes, uh, as well as working on FDA-approved drug studies.
0: Well, you're a physician, so you know your colleagues who are watching us today. Um, always going to be about evidence. Everybody wants to talk about evidence and um, to to ascertain credibility of a topic. When, when you what what suggest some resources for me to get self-educated if you know, if I can about this topic and, and, you know, tell, tell your colleagues, you know, from a physician yourself, numerous years as a hospitalist, um, uh, what they should know and understand about the topic of cbd because let's face it they're going to be running into it yeah
1: and, and that's the, that's the first thing to realize is this isn't going away it's only going to get bigger and so i and, in my opinion the first thing to do is to understand kind of the macro picture and it's really fascinating if you think about it i, I can't think of an analogous uh, situation where you have these chemicals that are made illegal essentially because they're in the plant with THC. THC is psychoactive. So many of the other ones, cannabinoids are not. Okay, so it's it's difficult to do research on these chemicals for 80 years, right? And then you have patients starting to use it and have these powerful testimonies and really get out in front of the regulators and get out in front of doctors and scientists even. And I can't think of a situation where that has occurred, where people, there's such a demand, and, um, and people are using this in, in not a recreational manner. They're using it for, for health reasons. Um, and then at the, the very philosophical question here that I think is fascinating is, who gets to make medical decisions for patients? Is it the federal government? Is it the state government? I mean, the state with their medical cannabis laws has essentially nullified federal law. Um, is it doctors with prescriptions or do patients have more of a say? And that's what they've kind of done is they've patients have taken control of their own health care here and started taking this. So that's kind of that's kind of fascinating. Um, like you said, the the reality is it's here cbd when thc levels are less than 0.3 percent are federally legal so patients are going to obtain this so I, you know i'm not really here to suggest any indications for using cbd but at the very least i think doctors are obligated to um know the market and have reputable brands that they can Um, recommend to their patients that they know have been tested, and I have to give credit to the Medical Association of Georgia. They are ahead of that and trying to figure out how they can, as an unbiased third party, uh, develop a kind of a recommendation system or an institute of excellence to um, have brands that they can recommend to their, to their physicians.
0: You were talking a little bit about legislation. From what I understand, CBD was part of the federal farm bill last year. Right. Talk about that and then how it relates to this recent bill in Georgia yeah. that was tied to uh, industrial hemp.
1: Okay, so like I mentioned, um, hemp and cannabis were federally illegal for 80 years not exact number but somewhere in there. Um, The 2014 Farm Bill, Federal Farm Bill, allowed states to have pilot research programs with hemp. Okay, so the first step was in 2014 and states could have pilot research programs. 2018, essentially just to boil it down, um, made it where CBD industrial hemp is no longer a controlled substance. So it became federally legal from a DEA standpoint at that time. Um, so when that occurred, um, it's it became up to the states to determine if they wanted to regulate the hemp industry more, okay? And so that's what the uh, hemp bill in Georgia was intended to do, was to develop Um, rules and regulations for growing and cultivating hemp as well as processing hemp.
0: When it comes to FDA, we talked a little bit about them um, earlier. Where are they today on CBD? From what I understand, um, a physician that I know uh, out in Colorado, we were talking about the discussion around CBD and that FDA apparently had sent some letters to a number of laboratories out there that were producing it and maybe making claims. Talk about the right. environment for FDA and CBD today. Yeah,
1: so I'm not sure the FDA the FDA even knows exactly where they are with this and they're collecting information. And they're, Again, they're in a new territory uh, having an explosion in demand like this and having it already available in a as an active pharmaceutical ingredient in epidemics so um, as a practical matter what they seem to be saying is they're going to crack down on producers of CBD who make efficacy claims there's also some issue with moving ingestible CBD across state lines there's some interstate commerce but uh, as a practical matter they are not um, intervening with Selling of products as
0: long as you are staying within your state and not making efficacy claims. I got you. Talk about where I can go and get more information if I want to learn about Georgia Act- Extracts in particular now that we've had a conversation about them. Go, go to the website, com. It's it's that simple. What about the last thought? i uh, I'll part with is as it relates to looking forward and, and legislation around this do you have thoughts on maybe where our lawmakers should be focused and thinking about yeah this?
1: I, I, so I think the FDA may need some guidance from uh, Congress um, I think they're going to have to make an exception for CBD and treat you know they don't want to set a precedent and allow people to take drug ingredients and use it other places because then you lose your incentive for drug makers to go through the FDA process and and create drugs but I think with CBD given the situation we're in how unique it is they're gonna have to create almost a special pathway an exception where um, there are standards and you're allowed to put it in food, you're allowed to use it as a supplement, but at the same time it's used in FDA approved
0: drugs. Excellent information, man. I, I, I find this topic fascinating. I'm, I'm really curious to see how far it ends up going, um, Or just like you talked about. The, the The studies that they're starting to put out now and just more and more case studies of people even I know myself who've had similar experiences to what you described around pain in particular. I, I, I think it's a fascinating discussion. We might have to have you back and talk more about it down I, the road. I
1: would love to come back and I think there's always <laughs> going to be new things to talk about because this is going to keep progressing over time.
0: Well, clearly this is a topic that could affect somebody that you care about. So we hope you turn around and click share, um, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever social media platform you might like to use. You might be putting some information in the hands of somebody you care about that it makes a big difference for them. Get out to Facebook, Twitter, and follow the Medical Association of Georgia. Um, they have presences out there. They're always putting out new videos and different content for you to uh, keep up with the Medical Association of Georgia. Remember, all of the previous episodes of the Top Docs radio show can be found at mag.org slash topdocs. And from everybody at the Medical Association of Georgia, I want to say thank you so much for Uh, making time today. We look forward to catching up with you next time.